0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the 17th chapter of the Mishnah. And this Mishnah is all this chapter, this chapter, and by the way, the 18th chapter which follows it. This chapter is all about carrying things on Shabbat. But rather than carrying them from private to public or public to private, These are things we're just going to carry around our house. And the question is, can anything be picked up on Shabbat? Or are there certain things which we don't touch on Shabbat? So the classic thing that we might not touch on Shabbat is something that has no purpose. So we wouldn't, or we um, touching is the wrong word. We might not move because they have no purpose. So for example, we wouldn't move a $100 bill because it has no purpose on Shabbat, we can't transact with it. Or we wouldn't move something which is dedicated to a forbidden purpose. So maybe a box of matches, which can only be used to light a fire. And there's a third category in the Mishnah, things that we wouldn't move. And this is not addressed particularly in this chapter, but things that for some reason are repulsive or or disgusting. So, So there might be some things that we just wouldn't, want to move on Shabbat because they it's just they're not conducive to the atmosphere of Shabbat those are three categories but we're mainly going to be engaged in the question of purpose does something have a purpose on Shabbat or is it like the hundred dollar bill which has no purpose at all on Shabbat and we wouldn't pick up and the Mishnah is going to bring a range of implements which are used for forbidden purposes so a hammer and an axe and a saw and a rake and a winnowing shovel and a pitchfork or a part of a loom like a whorl or a needle to sew with or a a little needle to sew, sew thread with or a big needle to sew a sack with. These are all examples of utensils which have got for primarily no purpose at all on Shabbat because they're used for activities that we don't do on Shabbat. But the Mishnah still permits them if we use them for activities which are permitted. And this is the surprise, if you like, in Mishnah 2. Noteladam Kunas. A person takes a hammer. L'fatzeya bo'ita egozim. We take a hammer to, to crack nuts. So maybe we do, we, we, we're not going to take the hammer to build with, but maybe we need to crack a nut to eat. Maybe we'll take a big axe to cut a cake of pressed figs or um, Maybe we're going to take a saw for sawing up cheese this must have been pretty hard cheese they had in those days where you used a saw to saw it up or um, uh, what else are we going to do Magrefa ligrof Et agrogarot. We could take a rake to scoop up to scoop up dried figs, or a winnowing shovel and a pitchfork to serve a child. So we might put some food on the pitchfork, and hold it out for the child. The um, the the Mishnah given in Safaria is here for the pitchfork is ha mazleg which is just like like the modern Hebrew word fork, and actually fork um f- uh fork does occur in the uh, Mishnah as well, but actually the word in the manuscript is a slightly different word it's um uh hang on a second um a you're looking at the you're looking at the Kaufman manuscript here ha margays ha margays some jastro gives malgays and kaufman has margays so this word this word for uh pitchfork well there seem to be various versions of it and masleg maybe is um maybe some the zine and the lamed have got mixed up and the lamed is mixed up with a raish, but it seems it everyone agrees it means a pickish for whatever the exact text is in it we're serving a child with it maybe a um a reed or this is where the wall world comes in to stick with maybe you need something to stick your food with if you're picking up a hot piece of food and then, this seems to be the object of this part of the loom that we're looking at. Or Mahat shel a small needle, a hand needle, to uh, take a, a, a thorn out. We can take a thorn out of our our uh, flesh on Shabbat. Machat shel yad li tolet hakots ve sakaim um, liftoach dalet. A big needle. This is translated by everyone as a sack needle, but it, it's a needle of sakaim. I think sakaim are people who make sacks. And maybe the word sack in English is cognate with an old sack in uh, Greek or Persian or something. To open a door. So even in those days, they used to pick locks with needles, just as they do in films today. So these are all examples of things that we generally are forbidden for use on Shabbat when they're used for their normal use. But we actually are going to use them on Shabbat for other purposes and then the mishnah continues a whole bunch of other robberies a a, a, a reed for olives this is um, a a long reed which they used to use for stirring up the olives in the barrel so the olives are salting in the barrel and there's a whole mixture of brine and olives which are um (laughs) there's a whole mixture of brine and olives which are gradually maturing and we're going to just stir it round to keep it mixed up, and every so often we're going to take one out to taste it. And the reed which we use to stir it up might have a little a little um, scoop on the, on its top that would collect up some brine or some olive oil when we stir it round. And if that's the case, then it's a container and it's susceptible to impurity it accept, it it can take tuma a if it doesn't if it doesn't have this this scoop on the end it's not doesn't accept tuma in both cases whether it takes impurity or not we can still handle it on Shabbat and actually Rabbi Yosi brings a principle. Which is hinted at in the last mission we looked at. Rabbi Yosi Omer, Kol Nitalim. Any vessel. We, we said yesterday that the word Kli really refers to gear. It's more than a vessel, it's any movable object, perhaps with the exception of a book. We said books are not Kelim, but practically anything you can think of is a Kli. Rabbi Yosi Kol Nitalim. We can take any object these are rather specialized tools and it seems to be that these are so specialized and it is so dangerous or so so dangerous to use them or one is so liable to cause damage by using them that you would really never use these except for the purposes for which they are intended. You wouldn't use a large saw. Uh, basically, this is a carpenter's professional saw. You wouldn't use this to cut your cheese with. So he says, all vessels can be carried except for these really specialized objects. And then the Mishnah continues. Um, all vessels may be carried whether required or whether not required to whether we need them or whether we don't need them and the gemara is not quite certain as to what this means what maybe it means whether we need them actually to use for their own purposes, like using the saw to cut cheese with or using the um, uh, needle to pick a lock with. Maybe it means here we need to use it because we need maybe the space that it's sitting on. So maybe we're taking an object because we need the space, which is a legitimate use of an object, but it's not the same as using it because we need to perform an action with it. Rabbi Nehemia says... Rabbi Nechemia says, no, 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 you can only take when you have a particular need for what is required. And actually, the halacha does not go according to Rabbi Nechemia. The halacha is that we take whether for need or for not for need. Kol hakelim nitalim, Either when we need it or when we don't need it, and we can debate in the Gemara exactly what, what that means. And I think that debate's not resolved, but that's the halacha. We, if there's a tool, then kol, the, the, the halacha is kolakelim nitalim nitalim Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.